good to see everyone out this morning. I'll ask you to stand with me as we sing to God be the glory. To God be the glory, great things he hath done. So loved he the world that he gave us his son, who yielded his life an atonement for sin, and opened the life gate that all may go in. Praise the Lord. anybody to buy a bus ticket for the next one out but just to have that confirmation to know that you you are solidified in your eternal destination sing the wondrous love of Jesus sing his mercy and his grace Mansions bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place when we all get to heaven. What a day! so I can get another drink of water. We'll come back on the last verse. Hug somebody's neck. Welcome somebody. 
Baptist Church this morning. If you're visiting with us, we'll ask that you uh, find a visitor's card in your bulletin and, and fill that out and drop it in the offering plate when it comes by. We're happy to see you this morning and, and glad that you are joining with us this morning. Um, a few announcements as we get started this morning. Um, we are offering a CWP class here at this church on Saturday, um, June 11th. It's going to be in the Family Life Center, and if you plan to attend that, we ask that you please grab an application that's back there in the Welcome Center and fill that out and have that turned back into the instructor by Tuesday, uh, June 7th. Um, and also, we'd uh, like to announce that Mission Week this year is scheduled for June 13th through the 17th. We had a, um, we had a packing party this past Wednesday night, um, and we packed up a lot of, a lot of boxes that... Uh, these these children will be taken to the retirement homes and, and such during this time and there was a lot of stuff that they packed so we just want to thank everybody who joined us for that and helped us out with that um, if you would like to if you would like to volunteer for mission week please sign up in the welcome center or, or see Doug and Karen um, to uh, to volunteer for that week I know y'all need y'all were looking for some help so y'all gonna appreciate some help so um, just thank you for doing that. Um, for all of our graduates that graduated this past this year, um, I want to remind you that the the, the, the uh, applications uh, for scholarship funds are due on June 15th. So we ask that you please fill those out, have those turned in by June 15th. Um, and it's also that time of year uh, for deacon nomination. Um, I would like to um, to. For you to go over the list the list of the eligible men is found in your bulletin at the bottom there um, go through that list and, and pray about that list and pray that the lord will lead you to, to who you would nominate and I, I just want to remind all of our men that man we need you we, we need you uh, to serve as deacon this year and i just encourage you to please um, to, to please uh, choose to um, serve this year but if you if for any reason that you can't serve this year, we just ask that you please let us know by June 15th so we can take you off the list. Um, we will be nominating deacons on Sunday, June 19th. Um, so be in prayer about that. Also, WMU will be meeting this Tuesday night at 
6.30. So WMU will be meeting this Tuesday night at 6.30. Um, and also, uh, real quick, all of our infusers, uh, parents of our infusers, if you would please see me after service this morning right down here to my right, I have some information to go over with you. I have some things to pass out for you. Um, and it is very easy this year. We don't have to meet and fill out a bunch of paperwork and get notary signed. So um, it's very easy to sign up for Infuge and get our participations um, forms turned in. Um, so those are the uh, announcements that I have this morning as we go into prayer time. Uh, I'd ask that you please pray for John and Mary Canardi. Um, John is feeling better. They've been struggling with COVID here for the past couple of weeks. John is feeling better, um, but Mary is still struggling. Uh, so please pray for them. Um, pray that, that, they, that we, they'd start feeling better. Um, and I'm glad to say that my dad is back at Oakview Park. Um, they got him back on Friday. Uh, Jennifer and me and Jennifer and all the kids went and visited with him on Friday night. and It was a good visit. He's looking better. Um, but I ask that you still please continue to pray for him as he battles this Alzheimer's. Um, please pray, pray also for Rick and Tracy Gruber who are here this morning in Global Ministry Impact. Uh, he'll be sharing with us this morning. So I pray, I ask that you please pray for him and, and pray, pray for their ministry as they move forward. Um, and I just wonder, is there anyone else who has any prayer requests before we go to the Lord? Uh, unspoken for Judy Steve Chastain okay alright okay anyone else okay I ask that if you would like to join us around the altar as we go to the Lord in prayer I invite you to come and, and join us and then we'll lift all these prayers up to, to the Lord Dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful to know that we can call on you at any time, Father. God, you're, you're always listening. You're always attentive to, to our prayers. You're always concerned with things that concern us, Father. And God, we just thank you to know that you are almighty and all-powerful God. And God, you are the giver of all perfect and good gifts that you bless us with. And God, we thank you for that. God, I pray for this church. I pray for each and every member who is here. I pray for their families, Father. I, I pray for the visitors that we have this morning, Father. And God, I just pray that, that your will would be done in this church, Father. I pray that, God, that you would help our church to stay focused on you and, and God, to be a lighthouse in this uh, community that points people to Jesus. Father, I thank you for, uh, for being able to come to this church, Father, and to be able to pray for the members of our church that we have. I pray, God, for John and, and Mary Canardi as they are battling COVID. I thank you, God, that, that John is feeling better, Father. And God, I know that you are, are, are with Mary, and God, I know that you are helping her to feel better. And Father, I just pray that you would continue to be with them. God, I pray that you would be with the Chastain family as they called in hospice. I pray, God, that you would uh, that your will would be done in their lives. And God, I just thank you for my dad. I thank you for bringing him back to Oakview. And, and God, that he is uh, getting better. 
And God, I just pray that you continue to be with him, continue to be with my mom. God, I just pray for Judy King's unspoken request, Father. You know the needs there, Father. And God, I pray that you would, uh, that, that your will would be done and that your hand would be on that prayer request. God, we love you so much, and we thank you, Father, for all the blessings that you have given us. We thank you for Rick and Tracy Gruber, Father. God, we pray that you continue to bless their ministry. Father, I pray that you would uh, that you would be with them in safe travels, Father, as they travel all over this world, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, Father. And God, that's it, what this world needs. This world needs more men and women like Rick and Tracy who are sharing the gospel. And God, I just pray that your safe hand would be on them, Father. I pray you'd be with Rick as he uh, brings the message that you have laid on his heart, Father. I pray that you would, um, that the Holy Spirit would fill him this morning, Father. And God, that it's not Rick's words that are coming out of his mouth, but it's your words, Father. God, we love you so much, and we thank you for everything that you have blessed us with, Father. For it's in Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen. you to stand once again for our offertory I am resolved we'll sing the first second and last verses <clears throat>
I'm kind of homesick for a country to which I've Then before No sad goodbyes Will there be spoken For time won't matter Stand there, my hope shall be eternal. I'm looking now across that river to where my fate's gonna end inside. There's just a few. More days to labor than I will take my heavenly flight. Stand there, my home shall be eternal.
Thank you, Donna. That was beautiful. And guess what? All the air stayed away from her, so she didn't get choked that time. Um, that was great, and uh, appreciate that. And uh, the uh, Rick Grover is here this morning, and he does not need any introduction. He's been with us several times, and, and we love to have him here in this church as he preaches and, and brings the Word of God to us and gives us an update on global ministry impact. And Rick, I just want to welcome you and say that uh, the floor is yours now, and you lead us however and close us however you feel led to close us. Thank you. Amen. Good to know the Lord. Good to be with y'all this morning. Always excited to be at Liberty First and uh, love this place. We talk about you often. We pray for you. And it's always uh, like getting able to be home when we're here for just a little time. And so thank you so much for, for having us. And uh, it is our joy uh, to be here this morning. Just a little update. And then uh, after that, uh, sing a song for you this morning then we'll get into the message but man it's been a uh, busy busy time at Global Impact since we saw you last and uh, I, we haven't been here for a little while for sure but uh, last oh maybe June July uh, we were praying about uh, a new building uh, for our ministry we had not had one we had started in our dining room uh, five years ago moved into the loft in our house and then we Mike and Cindy Perry came uh, to join us from this area then we rented a little 900 square foot uh, place to have an office but uh, even the walls didn't go to the ceiling so we couldn't two of us talk on the phone at the same time you had to leave the building if two of you wanted to uh, be on the phone at the same time but the Lord dropped a uh, office in our lap uh, last June, July, and uh, we prayed. Uh, God put on our heart to pray for 90 days and to talk to people about the building and the need there. We needed uh, $380,000 for the building. We had 60000 in hand, so we still needed 320000 and we prayed in 90 days that the rest would come in and uh, praise the Lord, October 27th, uh, we closed on that building debt-free. And uh, the Lord uh, provided that. I'll never forget signing the papers that we were going to buy this building in, in 90 days. And we rode away, and my wife is driving, and I looked at her, and I said, I have lost my mind. And uh, I've seen the Lord do a lot of great things and could tell stories for days about all that he has done. But we had never done anything like that. But I'm here to tell you the Lord is still working and moving. And uh, anybody that doesn't think so ought to come hang out with us for a little while at Global Impact. And, uh, but we appreciate your prayers. Many of you both, uh, some of you support uh, through Project 525 and different things. And uh, some monthly, some once uh, for the whole year and we appreciate that that's how things get done and uh, we've been extremely busy we drove 5,000 miles in two weeks uh, the other day we changed our oil and rotated our tires when we left on a Friday and when we were got home two weeks later it was time to change the oil and rotate the tires again so we are staying very busy but we need your prayers July the 12th 
we will be uh, us and the Perrys will be uh, flying out of Atlanta we'll head from there to Canada and from there to uh, Uganda in East Africa and uh, we are excited many of you know we've shown you before on video praying for our next school building and needed to see that happen and about two weeks ago my phone rang and I answered the phone and and uh, the voice on the other end of the line said God has put on our heart to build that next school building and so the Lord uh, through some individuals that uh, love him uh, sent in the full amount to build our next school building in Uganda so we're going there uh, and going to see that come out of the ground There'll be a lot of video work, a lot of uh, things that you'll see in the future. And so you can pray for that uh, school as it starts. That'll be for the eighth grade and above in that building. So we'll be able to continue their education. Over 400 children just through the seventh grade. And I can't wait to see how the school's going to grow through eighth grade and above. And when we leave Uganda, we'll be flying west to Togo in West Africa. And we'll be opening a new hospital there called Grace Hospital. It'll be the only hospital in that area to be able to help people physically. But the great thing about that is all who come there will not only get help physically, they'll all hear the gospel also. And so we'll be set up to see about 100 patients a day, maybe more. And uh, so there'll be a lot of TV there, radio, public officials will be there. That'll be a big deal. So you can pray for us. It's amazing how God works. We, that, that project's been going on for years. It is just now opening. But before it even opens, another family uh, who lost a son recently in an uh, automobile accident, God has put on their heart, to build the first surgical wing in the hospital and so already before we open the hospital it's already growing and increasing in size and so out of tragedy many times comes great things and so you pray for us as we travel and uh, it'll be an exciting journey and then we'll be able to come back uh, after that at some point and share with you some of the videos and things uh, that we'll do on that trip and so again, thank you very much for your partnership in the gospel. We love you and uh, excited to be here. I want to sing uh, this morning before we get into the, the message, a song that uh, I love. It's kind of my testimony song about how I got saved in the church, similar to this. And uh, I pray it will be a blessing to you. It's called The Old Man is Dead. Now and then, an old friend of mine I haven't seen for some time They'll stop by and ask me How've you been? What's on your mind? They ask me why I'm not drinking and still painting 
this old town red. I'll tell them I'm serving Jesus now and that old man is dead. Now the man you see before you may look a lot the same I still wear the same old clothes I have the same old name but you're looking on the outside if you could see inside instead you would see a brand new man cause that old man is dead I used to live such a wicked life I had no hope inside I was lost in darkness Searching for the light Then one night in a little church after hearing what the preacher said I gave my life to Jesus Christ now the old man is dead now the man you see before you may look a lot the same I still wear the same old clothes I have the same old name but you're looking on the outside if you could see inside instead you would see a brand new man cause that old man is dead <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bible this morning, if you would, turn to John's Gospel, chapter number 8. John's Gospel, 8. I encourage you to have something to write with, something to write on. Take some notes this morning. I tell folks I have learned that a short pencil is better than a long memory. Amen. Especially you get my age. I mean, I'll have a thought and I'll think I'll never forget that. i got to do something with that. And five minutes later I just can't bring that thought back into my head so you learn to write things down I pray you'll take these notes go home later and go back through them chew on them let God work in your heart 
John chapter 8, we're going to begin reading at verse 30. Read verses 30 through 36. And I want to preach this morning on this thought, freedom. Freedom. John's Gospel, chapter 8. Talking about Jesus, it says, As he spake these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed. And we were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, You shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the Son abideth ever. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Hold your place, and I want to preach this morning just for a few moments on that thought, freedom. Let's pray this morning. Lord, thank you so much for the gospel. Lord, there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Lord, you said, I am the way the truth and the life, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. And Lord, we see here this morning that it is possible to be free, totally free. But there's only one way, and that is through you. Lord, you said in John chapter 3 that the Spirit of God is like the wind. It blows wherever it wants. We can't tell where it comes from. We can't tell where it goes to. But I pray in the hearts of some that are in this room this morning, Spirit, that you would move upon them. Lord, I pray whatever it is this morning that we don't see, you would show us. I pray whatever it is we don't know, you would teach us. And I pray whatever it is we don't have, you would give us. I pray that every person under the sound of my voice would hear in their own language what they need to hear from you today. Lord, anoint me to preach. Use me these next few moments for your glory and yours alone. And we ask all this in your great name. Amen. And amen. The story was told of an Arab chief. How he, they had caught a spy and he was captured. And then he was sentenced to death by... Uh, a general in the Persian army. This general had the uh, strange custom of giving condemned criminals a choice 
between a firing squad and the big black door. As the moment for execution drew near, the spy was brought to the Persian general who asked the question, what will it be? The firing squad or the big black door? The spy hesitated for a long time. It was a difficult decision. He chose the firing squad. Moments later, shots rang out confirming his execution. The general turned to his aide and he said, they always prefer the known way to the unknown. It is characteristic of people to be afraid of the undefined, yet we gave him a choice. The aide said, what is beyond the big black door? Freedom. The general replied, and I've only known a few brave enough to take it. Webster's Dictionary defines freedom as liberation from slavery or restraint. Freedom for the power of another. And there is nothing that anyone wants more than freedom. There is also nothing that is more hidden from most people. For in living to find freedom, you actually find yourself in bondage to its pursuit. Therefore not being free. For to pursue freedom is to never have it at all. Freedom is not caught. Freedom is accepted. And freedom is only accepted through a living relationship with the one who can break us free from our slavery, from our bondage, our restraint, and the power of sin and misery. Jesus says twice in five verses here that he can set a man free. But how... Here's the question this morning. How do we find freedom in Christ? In our country this morning, there's 330 million people, many of them gathering in buildings such as this, buildings with carpet and pews and piano, buildings with uh, steeples and religious tones and speeches. And what many of them are seeking, whether church members that have been there all their lives or whether they are first time coming in and don't even know why they're there this morning. Many of them seeking the same thing. Freedom. And so how is it that we find freedom in Christ? Here's some things I want you to write down this morning. First of all, number one, understand that mentally believing in Jesus will not set you free 
Number one, understand that just mentally believing in Jesus will not set you free. Verses 30 through 32. Jesus spake these words. As he spake these words, many believed on him. So they're giving mental assent. They're believing on him mentally. They said, then said Jesus to these Jews which believed on him. If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I want you to see some things this morning here. First of all, hey, write this down. You must follow his word. If you want to be free, you must follow his, his word. In verse 31, Jesus said, Then said Jesus to the Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. In other words, there's no promise for someone that says they believe on Jesus but they don't read his word. They don't do what he says. They don't follow what he says. And here this morning, we, we live in the midst of a country where many people claim Christ who do not even know Christ because they don't know his word. Many theologians have said something along these lines. The Bible is God speaking baby talk to us so we can try to understand who he is you see the one this morning the one that spoke and everything was created he's a little bit higher than you and I do you get that Jesus is not a bigger better version of you he is other than us in fact, the word holy that the angels sing around his throne from eternity past, even till today, and that we will say for eternity future, the word holy just doesn't mean without sin. It just doesn't mean perfect. It actually is a word that means other than us. And so many times we get in trouble as people because we, and you know we're in trouble because we make statements like this. Well, my God wouldn't. My God wouldn't. Thereby breaking one of the commandments you have made a God in your own image. Your God might not. But the God of the Bible does what he says and says what he does. And if you want to know who he is, that book is the only way you can know. Creation can tell you some things about him. It cannot tell you everything about him. It can tell you of his power, Romans 1. It can even speak of his Godhead, Romans 1. But it cannot tell you who he is or how to get to him. Two great preachers to every man. First of all, creation. There, The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows His handiwork. Day under day they utter speech. There is no language where their voice is not heard. When we go to Africa, we can't go anywhere in any jungle, down any road, and find people that don't know He exists, though they have never heard a Bible and never heard of Jesus. They know He exists because creation tells them so. 
You can't make a Chevy truck without a creator. You better believe you can't make all of creation without a creator. Anybody that says this just evolved is either mentally an imbecile or has an ulterior motive for wanting to say that. Every painter, every painting had a painter. Every creation has a creator. Not only does creation speak to us, but our conscience speaks to us. Romans 1, God has put inside every man a knowledge that he exists. He has written his law in their heart. And that's why they know when they use his name in vain, there's something not right about that. That's how they know when they lie, there's something not right about that. That's how they know when they commit adultery, there's something not right about that. Why is that? Because even though they've never read the word, God has written on their heart with their conscience. If you're going to know him, you've got to know him more than just giving mental assent. First of all, A, you have got to, you must follow his word. Are you in his word? I led a guy to the Lord a few months ago named Felix in a coffee shop. We spent about three hours in the Bible. Felix, I tried Stoney, I really tried not to make it easy on him, almost not wanting him to come to Christ then. I've never seen somebody that somebody was so hungry, I got to get saved now. I got to get saved now. And Felix got saved. He has to leave for work every morning at 4.30. He gets up every morning between 3 and 3.30 to read the Word. To spend time in the Word. He is growing like crazy. Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, you have to know my Word. First of all, A, you must follow His Word. And then B, write this down. Following His Word will lead you to the truth. Not only must you read His Word, but B, following His Word will lead you to the truth. The first part of verse 32, Jesus said, And you shall know the truth. If you read My Word, if you study the Bible, you will know the truth. Truth does not come from CNN. Truth does not come from Fox. Truth comes from the Word of God. I hear people say things like, I know it's true, I read it on the internet. Please, thy word is what? Truth. If you want to know what's true, you read this. You don't get truth from culture. You don't get truth from even denomination. You don't get truth even from men. When the Apostle Paul preached, he commended the Berean church because whatever he said, they studied the scripture to see if what he said was true. When we study the Word, it tells us the truth. You don't, and by the way, you don't read this book, my friend. It reads you. Amen? It gets in your business, in your heart. It's able to divide, it says of itself, even the thoughts and intents of your heart. Like a knife. 
cutting and going there. If you're going to be his disciple, A, you've got to read his word. B, his word will give you the truth. And then C, here's where we're trying to get to. C, knowing the truth will make you free. The last part of verse 32. And the truth, Jesus said this, Jesus, who was never wrong anyhow, said the truth shall make you free. Not it can make you free. Not it might make you free. If you follow it, if you keep up with it, the truth shall make you free. So what we have to understand this morning, first of all, number one, we need to understand that mentally believing in Jesus will not set you free. Just giving mental assent. I believe in Jesus. He was this figure. I've heard of him. I believe in him. That's why we have a country full of people that say they believe in Jesus. And they live a life as drunks. They live a life as adulterers. They think it's okay to murder babies and everything else but they don't know him. They give mental assent to him. And it's a whole nother thing to know him. First of all, one, mentally believing in Jesus will not set you free. Number two, write this down. Number two, those in bondage are not free. Those in bondage are not free. Verses 33 to 35. Then answered him. So here, here comes the people that want to argue with Jesus. We're Abraham's seed. We were never in bondage to any man. How do you say you shall be made free? Jesus answered them. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever commits sin is the servant of sin. In other words, whosoever is living in sin is in bondage to sin. Verse 35, And the servant doesn't abide in the house forever, is not with me forever, but the son abides forever. I want us to see some things here. First of all, A, those in religious bondage are not free. A, those in religious bondage are not free. In verse 33, they answered him. So here comes the, the religious crowd. By the way, this is the crowd that crucified him. They answered him. We be Abraham's seed. Father Abraham, religious leader, we are his offspring we were never in bondage to any man how do you say to us that you can be made free the first thing we need to see here is those in religious bondage are not free some of the hardest people to share the gospel with is not people that are out in the world that have never darkened the doors of the church it's religious people I don't know about you, but I grew up in church. I was in church before I was ever born. Anybody identify with me now? I grew up in church. I was in the youth choir. I've been baptized Catholic, 
Methodist. I've been sprinkled. I've been this. I've been that. I've been through confirmation. But when I was a teenager, the only reason I was in youth group is because there were some pretty girls there. Amen. I just tell it like it is. It wasn't because I wanted to be at youth Bible study. And they confirmed me at 12 years old and made me a member of the church in this religious ceremony still lost. Going into my teenage years, still lost, but a church member. Going into my 20s, still lost, but a church member. It wasn't until I was 27 that somebody for the first time open the Bible and walk through the gospel and for the first time in my life I saw it can I tell you something you just don't get it anytime you want to get it you get it when Jesus opens your eyes to get it to see it it's more than mental ascent it's more than flannel graph Jesus do you get that are y'all still here? I don't see well. Are they still here? It's more than that. And those in religious bondage. What is religious bondage? You could say it's holding on to anything except Jesus is your hope. And I guarantee you, a while ago, this was a room full of people worshiping Jesus, You know what's scary? Is there could be half or more of us in this room that don't even know the one we're worshiping. A minute ago we sang when we all get to heaven. And I thought, I only wish and hope that could be true because I know what it's like to sit where you sit and think that I'm fine and the whole time be lost the whole time not knowing him the whole time still in oh I'm saved I'm a church member I've been baptized I've been I've been this I've been that if anything comes out of your mouth as a reason that you're going to heaven in the first person, because I, because I, because I, because I, then my friend, you may be in danger of being lost. The only right answer to come out of your mouth should be in the third person, because he, because he, because he. It's not what we've done, it's what he did. It's what Christ accomplished for me and I finally saw it 30 years ago this August those clinging to religious bondage are not free can I tell you this bondage is bondage it doesn't matter if it's worldly bondage or religious bondage and sometimes people just swap one for the other and they begin to change the way they dress and they try not to cuss anymore best they can do in this kind of thing but they change one bondage for another set of rules 
and they're still miserable. You know why? Because they're not free. They're not free. First of all, those in bondage are not free. Then I want you to see this B. Write this down. Those in bondage to sin are not free. Verses 34 and 35. Jesus answered them. They said, we're not bondage. Jesus answered them. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever commits sin, that means continually, habitually lives in sin. It doesn't mean somebody that every once in a while they sin. It means they're living a life of sin. Whosoever continually, habitually committed sin is the servant of sin or a slave to sin. And these servants do not abide in the house forever. But the Son, Christ, a Son will abide there forever. Whoever's in bondage to sin is not free. Some of you know my testimony. So many things. Man, when I got saved, Romans chapter 3, the unsaved man is not only unwilling to come to Christ, he's unable to come to Christ on his own. He is dead, Ephesians 2, in sin. And some of the things I could not get free from were anger. You can be so angry so long, you don't even know why you're angry anymore. You know anybody like that? I mean, just mad and don't even know why. I could not free myself from that as a husband, as a father as just a person going to work every day and going to church every week. Not only could I not free myself from anger, I couldn't free myself from pornography. And I talk to people all the time who are, who are in God's house week after week, many sometimes even serving the Lord in different capacities who are in bondage to pornography. Not only men, but women. And Jesus clearly says here, those that are in bondage to sin will not be with me forever. Ask yourself, you say, well, I'm saved. Let me ask you a question. Saved from what? What did he save you from? Do those that live with you know that you've been changed? Do those that work with you know that you've been changed? I've heard men stand up in church and say, Well, praise God this week, oh George, we worked together 30 years. And I just found out George was a Christian and he just found out, out that I'm a Christian. I doubt either one of you are Christian. Because if you can be around somebody 30 years and not know... They don't have anything of Christ. Christ changes everything. He didn't come to take sides in your home. He came to take over your home. And Jesus says clearly here, those who are servants of sin, 
and slavery to sin are not free. They're not free. So number one, we need to understand that mentally believing in Jesus will not set you free. Number two, those in bondage are not free. And then number three, and I'm done. Jesus is your only hope. Jesus is your only hope. Verse 36, if the Son... Notice that's capital S. This is not any son. This is the son of God. Who proved his love towards you. And that while you were a sinner. He died for you. He's the law maker. Who became the law keeper. Lived the perfect righteous life. We could never live. Gave his life as a sacrifice so that lawbreakers like me and you could be forgiven. Look at the verse. If the Son therefore shall make you free. If Jesus makes you free. Notice you don't make yourself free. If he makes you free, you will be free indeed. Write this down A. He alone is the answer to bondage. He alone is the answer to bondage. The first part of verse 36, if the Son, not anybody else, not the pastor, not your denomination, or by the way, any other denomination, or any other pastor, not a religious ritual you may have gone through, if the Son makes you free. Jesus is the only answer to bondage. That for, for 27 years, I had tried to get free from those things and could not free myself. And my friend, if you are lost, that is true of you. You need somebody greater than you to free you. And that night, when I saw who Christ was, He set me free. He broke what I could not get free from in a moment. So I didn't need it anymore. The new man don't need what the old man used to live for because he's been made new Jesus is the only answer to bondage to sin and then B he alone has the power to freedom the last part of verse 36 if he shall make you free so here's the question not just do you know who he is but has he made you free? Because if you're still in bondage, you're not free. And it doesn't matter if it's 80 years of religious Southern Baptist bondage or 18 years to where or 25 or 45 
to where you're in bondage to pornography or whatever else because bondage is bondage and Jesus didn't come so you would stay there if the son makes you free you will be free indeed are you free let me ask you sir would your wife say that you're free the one who knows you maybe better than you know myself my wife can finish my sentences she knows what I'm thinking there's no sense I can't sneak up on her she knows me sir would your wife say that you're free ma'am would your husband say that you are free and is it just smiles when you're here but at the house it's screaming and jealousy and envy would he say you're free there's only one who can free and it's Jesus it's Jesus I love this song once like a bird in prison I dwelled no freedom from my sorrow I felt but Jesus came and Listen to me, glory to God, he set me free. He set me free, yeah, he set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound, my Jesus, to see. Praise the Lord, he set me free. I'm enjoying it. Are you enjoying yours? Now I am climbing higher each day. Darkness of night has drifted away. My feet are planted on higher ground. Glory to God, I'm homeward bound. He set me free, Lord, he set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound, my Jesus, to see. Praise the Lord, he set me free. What about you? Are you singing? Are you miserable like the world's miserable? It could be you're still in bondage. But you want to hear one even more sad, and I'm done. When Jesus called Lazarus to come forth out of the grave, he came out, he was alive again. He was out of bondage, but he was coming out like this. And Jesus had to go one step further. For the one who was alive. 
He said, loose him and let him go. And it's possible for some to be alive in Christ, but somebody has covered, wrapped you up in a bunch of stuff that ain't Jesus. And so you're miserable in religious chains that Jesus didn't put on you. And by the way, if Jesus don't put it on you, you got no business carrying it around. So if it ain't in the Word, let the Pharisees have it. If it ain't in the Word, let the religious crowd have it. You let all that fall off and walk in the freedom in Christ that He died to give you. You don't have to live there no more. And God's people ought to be the most excited, free, enjoying it people. And while the world is on fire, we can sing. Because this world is not our home. We're just passing through. How about you? You just passing through? I'm leaving this world. Going to a better one. And can't wait to see it. Because this one gets worse every day. Let's all stand and bow our head for just a moment. Let me ask you a question this morning. Right there, not worrying about your spouse, not worrying about anybody else in this room, just you and the Lord. Let me ask you a question. Are you free? If you are free, you know it. Because you're enjoying it. God's working in you. God's working through you. You're rejoicing in Christ. You're abiding in Christ. You're walking in the Spirit and not in the flesh. Love, joy, peace are parts of your life. They describe most of your days. Or are you in bondage? And you can point, if I asked you this morning tell me how you know you're saved all you could point to is something you did but there's been no change and you're keeping up appearances you come because what would somebody else think if you didn't But there's really no minute by minute and day by day love relationship with the living Savior inside of you. Maybe that's you. And if you would say, Preacher, this morning that is me. And God is revealing to me 
that I'm not saved. And that he's my only hope. I need Christ. And if that's you with nobody else looking around, would you just slip your hand up so I can pray for you? Anyone like that, pray for me, preacher. God is revealing himself to me. I need Christ. Maybe you're here and you say, Preacher, I know that I'm saved, but I've got bogged down in some, just this world and sometimes rules and all these things, and I need to enjoy my freedom that Christ gave me. And God has spoke to my heart today about enjoying Him more. And today, I'm putting those things down and I'm just going with Christ. Is that you? Can I pray for you? Just slip your hand up. God bless you. God bless you and you and your hands all over. God bless you. Oh, dear brother and sister. Going home with Christ is enough. Let's enjoy him. What's the chief end of man? to know Christ and enjoy him forever. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this church. Lord, we have good friends in this church. And really those friendships come out of the spirit bearing witness that we're part of the same messed up family. Your family. And so, Lord, thank you for your word this morning. Lord, help us. We, went, we came in, Lord, bogged down, heavy laden. Help us to leave here and rest. Help us to leave here singing and rejoicing because greater is he that is in us. We love you, Lord. Thank you for setting us free. Now help us to go tell others about it. We ask all of this in your great name. Amen and amen. God bless you. I want to give a moment to open the, off, uh, the altar up this morning to anyone who wants to come. Um, one thing that... Uh, in verse 31 it says that Jesus said to his disciples and sometimes when or said to the people who believed in him sometimes when we think about that we think that Jesus is talking to his disciples but right there Jesus is saying that whoever believes in him and he gives us a commandment and he says that we must remain in his word we must be faithful to his word he gives us a commandment that there is that we have to remain in him and this morning, as Donna sings, I just want to open the altar to anyone who wants to come to the altar, who wants to pray this morning. Take up thy cross and follow me. I heard my master say 
stand with me? We are one in the bond of love. We are one in the bond of love. We have joined our spirit with the spirit of God. We are one in the bond of love. Choir practice at five o'clock. Y'all have a good afternoon. <laughs>